N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris, of course SGR This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk Record, rain or shine, grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T, you're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 271 of the NYYST podcast. We're presented to you by NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And did you leave him in AC? Nah, dude, he's probably hurting. I'm just assuming he's not going to be on this show. SGR enjoyed his birthday a little too much in ac last night so we won't he most likely will not be joining us just, tonight i gotta i gotta say though he, he is dealing with some of the shit that he's was dealing with a couple months ago when he was in the hospital it's still not like fully resolved so he's probably hurting a little uh, you know oh well, we hope he feels better we hope he had a great birthday celebration but on with the show here it's not on with the season because we're sitting here almost 9 o'clock on Sunday night. There's still been no resolution to the labor talks. The MLB has set a deadline of tomorrow to uh, have a full 162-game schedule. They will meet tomorrow. Uh, there's really not much that I want to get into because, again, all I care about is them getting a deal done. You hear that they're close. You hear that they're not close. You hear that don't get excited. You hear get excited. So until you just just get just figure it out. All right. So right now I'll let Chris figure out how to tell you about all of our bookkeeping, and then we'll get on with the show. Okay. Uh, first, I'll say this before I get into the bookkeeping. I was actually hopeful yesterday. I really was. When they were meeting for a second time, I was hopeful, and uh, I'm sure we'll just elaborate on that a little bit. But. Uh, if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, you know what to do. Please stop, subscribe, uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. Anything less, please keep it to your fucking self. And uh, if you feel like leaving us five-star, please take a second to do so. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash MMIST. You can become a patron for as low as $5 a month. And, of course, this, uh, this episode is also brought to you by... Manscaped support for MIYST is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package, which we actually got. And it's fucking, I'm not kidding. Incredible. I have not. Have you, have you used it yet? Have you used any of the, uh, uh, well, you have it. Personal. You've been a fan. I haven't clipped. I haven't clipped my balls that's once. That's personal, bro. I haven't uh-huh. nicked the balls once. I use it on my face too because I'm a dirty fucking dirtbag. No, bag. you're a fucking. I'm a grimy, grimy fucking dirtbag, so I'll use it on my balls and right to the face, right to the face. Um, so it doesn't matter. You could use either one. Join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer to you. You can get twenty percent off, free and free worldwide shipping with code twenty nyyst at manscaped.com. That is 20NYYST at manscaped.com. And if my math is correct, that's uh, almost 8 million balls. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, you know, if my math is correct, we would have seen maybe 200-ish balls fly over the fence for the Yankees this year. Maybe we won't see any. I mean, we're sitting here uh, 24 hours away from this self-imposed deadline by Major League Baseball. If you are listening to the show, you're watching the show, you 
Well, I would say by the time this show debuts on YouTube later in the day on Monday, we will probably have a resolution whether or not we're getting baseball on time or not. But if you listen to the show on, uh, you know, as a podcast, uh, when it drops Monday morning, we still will not know fully. And if you want to know all the minutiae, the, the details in and out, that's what Twitter is for. Right. I, I really, I really don't care. I mean, we did it a couple of weeks ago. I just don't care anymore. I'm just like, so past the point of caring what they're arguing about because I asked them for the one thing. And I know they're not listening to me, but I asked for the one thing. And then that, that's don't mess with March 31st. And we're 24 hours away from them messing with March 31st. So I really don't care what you're arguing about anymore. Oh, the owner's bad. Player's good. Player's bad. Owner's worse. I don't care. I'm not picking sides. The only side that I'm on is mine. And my side is watching the fucking Yankees play the Rangers and guess what? on March 31st. Guess what? So if that's not happening, then you both suck. And guess what? Your side, no one cares about your side. No one but you cares about your side. Isn't that sad? I have a question since we don't have a listen. I just got to be I got to I got to tell you this. I just got a fucking voicemail oh at 8:51 p.m. on a Sunday. Business? It was someone no. It's someone calling on behalf of the New Jersey Department of Health to conduct a survey, an important study on health in the United States. Should I call this fucking person back tonight? I really think it's about is it COVID related? It probably is. And I'll tell you what. Do they not do they not know COVID's over because there's a war going on? Duh. 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 But like how do you call somebody? What's so important on a Sunday at eight fifty one PM? Maybe they need to know if you're healthy enough to go to war. Am I healthy? Yes, you can draft me. Please. Speaking of drafts, this nice little segue there. Um the uh, monument, the King of Monument Park tournament is going on. Uh, we did the play-ins; uh, they're all complete. The round of sixteen started yesterday. Jeter and Babe Ruth advanced uh, heavily, as we expected. Uh, Mariano's up heavy on Andy Pettit right now, and it looks like we might get our first upset. Joey D uh, over Yogi Berra. Although it's not really much. If you look at, their, I don't think it's who an they upset, are. Though. It's a it's a seating upset. It's a seating upset, upset. in the seating upset. Yeah. So, but please, if you haven't. Uh, done so yet please follow us at nyyst underscore podcast and and you know join in on the fun and somebody told me oh this is a stupid tournament because Babe Ruth is I don't win. think that's what he said I think you're being a little harsh on the no guy. no f- first of all he pretty much him. all he said was whoever drafted stupid. whoever drafted Babe Ruth knew what he was doing that's not what and he said. obviously Babe Ruth is gonna win so why that's even absolutely. bother and I agree that whoever drafted Babe Ruth was a smart individual so let's Okay, so let's not have any fun. Now let's try to let's not try to engage your fan base. Now let's not try to have things to talk about and do different things during a but lockout. Christian, let's just sit Christian, here. Didn't you know that doing fun things like drafting players and actual Yankee like thinking about the sport isn't what you're supposed to do during a lockout? We have to talk about who's engaged and who is getting married and who surprised their wife at their driveway um, and, and who looks like a super and look who looked like a superhero driving a Mustang, even though he makes three hundred and forty million dollars a year. Right. Or, you know, okay, okay. Those okay. are the things that we're supposed to be doing. The somebody there's somebody out there that's going to make me hate Garrett Cole by the end of the season. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And you know how much I don't want to do that. I know. 
I know you love him. You jerk to him. You yank to him. No, no that's not true. You yank to him. Let's not, let's once. not start that one. Okay. Mine at least once. Minimum one time. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not going to talk about that now. Anyway, uh, what I do want to talk about here uh, right now is is this little Twitter movement. Because we have nothing else to talk about. Is there a movement? Long, there's not, it's not going to be a long show. If I mean, if, please 30 let minutes me know. tops. No, I mean, if we hit 60, please let me know, and I'm going to wrap it up. There's really no need to stretch this one out tonight. This little <laughs> Twitter this little Twitter movement that's going on, uh, please cancel your MLB.TV subscriptions. We must show them that we have the power. Guess what, geniuses? They don't fucking care whether you cancel your MLB TV subscriptions or not. They don't care. So you can all go out there and, and conform to your group think all you want to and try to bully people into doing shit with their money that they may or may not want to do. You guys do that. I'm personally not going to cancel my MLB TV subscription because I can't access the fucking account anymore. So it just automatically renews. So I'm going to have to call my credit card company. To I do know your that. password. And, and I don't want to do it. I know Maybe you can text that to me later because I can't fucking get into the account. I've been trying. I've been actually trying to cancel it for two years because I don't use it anymore just because I don't have time to watch games outside of the Yankees. So, yeah, it's only good at the guys, end of the year anyway. If you guys want to do that and be a, the cool kids club and post all your pictures of your cancellations on social media, you guys do that. And don't spend any money on MLB or MLB related products. You know what I really hate? I hate how people, when people want to go out there and form groups and tell me how I'm supposed to fucking spend the money that I go and earn every day. If I want to go and spend $100 on Fanatics on Yankee merchandise because I like it, guess what? I'm going to do it, and I fucking did it two weeks ago. So if you have a fucking problem with that, stop listening to the fucking show. Stop telling everybody on social media how they're going to, how they should spend their money. If you want to go out there, you and buy a Garrett Cole jersey because you have a few extra bucks in your pocket and you hadn't gotten around to getting one, fucking buy it. Don't let anybody tell you we have to show them. We have the power. Guess what? You don't have the fucking power because if they cared about you, if they truly cared about you, there would not be a fucking lockout right now and we wouldn't be standing 24 hours away from from per, from possibly losing games if they really cared about you. And here's the irony of it all. And I bring this up all the time because it's like people don't think past whatever cool trend they're trying to kick off on social media. What do you want owners to do? You want them to give more money to players. You want them to spend more money on this. You want to spend more money on that. And your grand idea is to not give them any more of your money. Okay. So you, in, in a perfect world, you social media kids, you, inf- you guys that want to be influencers in your perfect world, nobody spends a dime on major league baseball outside of their, outside of their TV revenue. So you just cut off a big chunk of their revenue, maybe half. I don't know what the exact percentages are of what the owners make on outside, outside of their TV deals. And now your grand idea is to get them to spend more money, but they don't have, they lost half the revenue because of you. So tell me how that makes sense. Yeah. Look, it's a very, I don't, I'm not against it. I don't think as fiercely as you are. I understand your point. So I can't argue it, but at the same time, something does need to be done because like I've said from the beginning, we hold, we do hold the power here. Now, here's where, here's where I agree with you. 
it's a double-edged sword because, yes, the way to do this, the way to show them is for a vast majority of fans to get together, which won't happen, and to cancel your subscriptions, to stop watching games, to stop going to the stadium. But at the same time, we stop doing that. We're not getting the thing that we want them to agree on, and that's baseball. And I can't live my life without baseball. Meetings will start at 10 a.m. tomorrow. I don't care. But again, just like you said, I don't care anymore. I'm just saying. All I want to know is, all I want to know is, are we getting a season? Are we getting 162 games? And at me, 10 a.m., you're going to start refreshing your feed at 10 a.m. to see what's going on. It's just not going to happen, though. They're just still. Yeah. And, and, like, I know you don't want to get into the details, but l- let me just say this, right? There's certain things in life that we all need. Family, Yankee baseball, and and we don't ask for a lot, right? We just don't. And now, we, you know, we got fucked two years ago with, with COVID, and we only had a 60-game season. And now we're dealing with this now? And then we went out, you know, that whole year, even during the 60 games, you couldn't go to the stadium. And then we start 2021 with, you know, stadiums can barely get filled. And it's like, it's just bullshit that we're dealing with this now. We don't, again, we don't ask for a lot. And it's like, what do we do? What do you do? If you're not going to stop watching, which I'm not going to do. So therefore... Canceling my subscriptions, saying all this bullshit, which is what we should do if we can all do it together, but we're not going to because we love this sport. So, yes, we hold the power, but at the same time, they know how much we need it. And I know you don't want to get into the details, but I've been someone who has been a little more, um, I guess, apologetic to the owners in a sense of I felt like the players union was completely unfair and I said and I made a statement that turned out to be not true which was if the players would come with a deal with certain things that they actually gave a realistic proposal to a realistic counter the owners would come back and actually negotiate towards that number and I don't know the full details again I was in AC with with SGR it was his 30th birthday happy birthday and uh, I don't know all the details. One detail I did read was that the players came back and with the pool, the players, you know, the amount of players, they were at 80% and the owners said they weren't budging off 22%. And the players came back with 35%. Is that is that true? Am I accurate? And they significantly lowered. I don't know what the exact I believe it was. Are. I believe I read 35% from multiple sources. If that's Forces. true, and I understand the owner said they're not coming up off that number, now I can't, I can't help but to to now sway towards the player side because I'm being fair about this. I think the players came down significantly, and the owners still aren't budging, and that's where I, that's where I get pissed off, and that's where now I can sit here and say that I know the owners have this number in mind, but your players came down significantly. All this other, all this stuff is is all, uh, it's all dressing on the side of, for what the what the big uh, argument is, and that's the that's the tax, the competitive balance. But didn't tax. they come I mean, down with that too? No, the owners based the oh the, yeah, I don't know. The owners raised it like a million dollars a year, which apparently insulted the players. Which to me, it was an insult too. I mean, 
I'm on the I'm on the side of just get rid of the friggin' thing. I, I hate it. I hate the friggin' tax. If you're gonna in- institute it, it should be a hard cap. That's my take. This whole oh, we're gonna tax the teams that spend the most. Why? Isn't that what you're trying to promote? Is spending in the sport, and you're gonna penalize the teams that do that spend the most. So if you only want teams to spend up to two hundred and fifteen million dollars, then that's the fucking salary cap, and just put it in place. Yeah, but what you're doing is you're you're reallocating that money and teams like the Pittsburgh pirates who are going through a a major rebuild that don't spend the money that they get anyway, but they're not really getting a lot compared to, you know, the Yankees. They're not really bring, they're not bringing in the same revenue as the Yankees are. So it's difficult. There's not, there's not one team in major league baseball that can legitimately justify having a $39 million payroll. There's not. But here's the, here's my thing. I think there is, but my thing is it sh- that that is what should be capped, right? Our issue is that look. Here's how I put it the other day. If you were in a if you were in a point in your life where you were spending money irresponsibly, and you needed to reset in in order to be able to pay off your bills, and then and then to be able to start saving money to be in a better position five years down the road, right? You'd have your income. And what would you try and do? You try and cut what? Your expenses, right? To put yourself in a position where you can pay what you need to pay, but also but also be ready to spend down the line. But if you do that for more for five, six, seven years, then I call you a cheap motherfucker. Right? When you have a million dollars sitting in the bank and you're telling me you can't go out to Outback, you know, we can't meet up at Outback like we like to do and have a fucking a nice meal together because you don't want to spend the money, then I call you a cheap piece of shit. Right, but if you're struggling at the time and saying, "Look, dude, I got to pay my bills. I can't go out to dinner today. I need to be smarter with my money." That's different. But there's a cutoff, right? If the pirates want to sit here and tell me they're not going to spend the money for the next 4 or 5 years because they need to put themselves in a better position to spend and put a World Series caliber team on the field for their fans, then that's okay, but if that lasts for 10 to 12 years, now I call bullshit. And that's where my issue is. Yeah, but not at $39 million, bro. That's ridiculous. Why? Look at what the Rays did, on. dude. But look at but look at what the Rays did and with nobody. Yeah, but their pay, that payroll is not $39 million. I understand. Least, but what I'm saying you, is you can't you can't be uh sitting there with that type of payroll. That you can't be doing. Are the pirates really at $39 million? There's the Indians are, I know that. So what is okay, but there's gotta be a reason for it. Yeah, because they don't spend money. They don't want to. Do they feel guilty about their name? Do they feel guilt? Is this part of their guilt with the name change? Is this like Ooh. the Indians? Are they like, we shouldn't spend money now because we've we've been such terrible people for the last hundred years? I don't know. I mean, what is the incentive behind it? They're not putting a lot of people in the, in the seats with a $39 million payroll, are they? Nope. So is that going to be sustainable? Or or is a $39 there $39 million payroll? Is that going to be sustainable in the long run if you keep a yeah, $39 million payroll? Yeah, I don't even I don't even hate on the raise for what they spend because they will spend money in certain areas. But There's get off the raise for a second. Answer my question about the Indians. What about them? Is that sustainable? You have a $39 million payroll. What does that translate into? A piece of shit organization. Right. Right. So do, is that sustainable? And for how long? 
Would you go see the Yankees if they had a $39 million payroll? I wouldn't. And you're a hardcore fan. I wouldn't. I would definitely not uh, be in that stadium more than once. Right. So how sustainable is that? It can't last forever. Again, how much money? We always talk about this. What are these teams making on, on television revenue? Again, would you even bother watching the Yankees with a $39 million payroll? It doesn't matter. You're still all getting part of the pie from all these net, the, the big networks. Okay, so my biggest thing was, to me, it all comes down to one issue. That the owners are making, it's not about the amount of money they're making, it's that it's it's the ease of the money making, right? They no longer have to produce a World Series caliber team to make insane amounts of money. And uh, that's, what do you think we're what do you think we're dealing with? Yes, right here? absolutely. And but that's the issue. And that's where the casual fan or even the hardcore fan right now is not realizing the actual core issue. The core issue is that the owners are making too much money too easily. That's the part of the sentence that people are leaving out. It's too easily because what that's doing is it's doing exactly. Let's just stay as Yankee fans. What have we been looking at for the last handful of years now? We've been looking at a competitive team that the owners don't have to go to the luxury tax. They don't have to care about winning a World Series to produce the same amount of revenue and to just be a great business model. And that's the problem. So maybe we need to start focusing in on these TV deals. Maybe there needs to be some more regulation when it comes to the TV deals. Can that, is that free- pop? Nope, it's free market. I have no problem with it. It's free market. It's what the market dictates. It needs. It, so worth. then, guess what? So then, guess what? We need to just drop all the bullshit. Then the owners are going to have an easy time. And if you have a team, if you root for a team that doesn't care about a World Series, find yourself another team. Because I promise you one thing: the Dodgers can make just as much money, but they care about winning a World Series. You want to know how I know? You tell me how I know that. They spend money. Oh yeah, a lot of it. And what did they do? You told me that that World Series doesn't count, though. It counts. It counts. Oh, now it counts. It counts I said it counted. I said as a fan it wouldn't feel like it counted as much if the Yankees did it. But it counts. It's in the books. The Dodgers, the Dodgers have ownership that care about winning. So if we can't control the, the free market of TV deals... The owners are going to have an easier time making money regardless of what kind of product as long as it's competitive. And there's nothing we can do about it. So let's move on. Let's let's not care about who's evil and who's not. And let's just focus on the one important thing. Getting baseball. And that we're the ones who are fucked. We're the ones who get fucking fucked royally. All right, so you know what? Go post your picture. You know, you can Photoshop it to say your name of you canceling your MLB TV contract. I don't so even have part, one. So you can be, but you can get, you can, there's there's 30 of them out there right now. Just take one of somebody else's and Photoshop okay, your but, name. But, but hold on. So you My can, argument was towards you of that doesn't matter. Unless you're going to cancel cable and tell me you're not going to watch the Yes Network forever. That's all that matters. It actually doesn't even matter if you're going to go to a game. Like you just said, the money is in the TV deal. That's the sustainable money. Why That's the money that, they know why, isn't going to be touched. Why do you think that both sides are in favor of expanded postseason? It's more money from the TV network. The players aren't as in favor of it as you think. They're in favor of expanding it. They're not still. What do we have now? Uh, 
what is it? It's five. It's five teams that make the postseason from each league. Three division winners and two wild cards. Yeah. So there are there are there are at least willing to, uh, what do you call it? Go Add to teams to the pool. I think it doesn't stupid. matter that they. Well, I I don't like expanded postseason. So. I hate it. I. I mean, I felt it was a necessary evil in 2020, but I don't. If you're gonna play 162, yeah, I don't feel the need. That's that's always been my number one it. gripe with like, what is it? The NHL, like half the fucking half the yeah, league six, is in the playoffs. There's 16 teams, and like yeah, you barely so. have to play the regular season. You just get by. That's actually worse, in my opinion. We're talking about how easy it is to make money for these owners. To just put a competitive team on the field. Now you're making it so much easier for them to put a playoff caliber team on the field without even really doing much. Now forget it. Now now they really don't have to spend that much. The Yankees are pretty much guaranteed to win no matter what they do. They're guaranteed to make a playoff spot. Now you're making it easier for the owners, in my opinion. No, no shit the owners want that. Like, is Tony Clark fucking dumb? Honestly, I, I need to know. Is he fucking stupid? That's my thing. I I I understand what where the players are coming from. I'm not even going to sit here and say I disagree with what they're arguing about. It's their it's their logic. Yeah, let's expand. Yeah, you know what? Let's expand the postseason then, and uh, let's make it easier for the owners to just put a decently competitive team together where they can probably yeah, make the does. playoffs regardless, and their and their fan base is still going to watch just you as un- many games. You understand it benefits them as well, though, right? Yeah, you understand. But hold on, we're not talking season to season when it comes to the players. We're talking about longevity here. We're talking about the owner spending more compared to revenue. That's not going to happen with expanded playoffs. They're going to spend less. All they're going to want to do for if you have ownership that doesn't truly care about winning at all and just cares about putting together a solid business model that's going to continue to bring in a lot of money. Now you have to spend less to make the fucking postseason, Christian. Right, but the players are only seeing that they're going to have more players in a playoff pool. Understood. And what you get, and where do you but get I understand when you make the postseason? But I understand that. A, That's why I'm saying the logic, bonus. though, isn't there. Because, you see, if you want longevity, you're, no matter what team, if they actually care, they're going to give you that contract, right? And if you end up on one of those teams that actually spends money, makes the playoffs, and there's a lot less teams making the playoffs it's going to incentivize more teams to spend more money to make the fucking playoffs. If you have more teams making the playoffs more easily, it's going to incentivize the the owners to save some of their fucking money and realize they don't have to put that good of a product on the field to make the postseason. Well, you know, there's just there's just no way that you're going to win on on everything. So like, you, you want to say honestly, that it's going to incentivize the owners to spend less? Well, the players are looking at it like, well, now we're going to have... 60 to 120 possible more players earning playoff bonuses. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When did the Yankees, when did the second wild card come into play? When was that? 2012? 15? No. No, we always think it's 2015, but that was the first year the Yankees made I think it was 2012. It might have been 2012, something like that. For argument's sake, let's just say 2012. Okay. Since that time, as a Yankee fan, going into the season at least, haven't we thought in our minds with that second wild card, 
how much easier it is for the Yankees to at least make a postseason spot. Going into the season, don't you sit there and say they really don't have to do too much to just make one of those fucking spots? And there's not the same pressure. Have the Yankees really spent big or gone above and beyond since this second wild card was implemented? Oh, that's, you know, it also coincides with one how took control of the team. Well, yeah. And has it worked for him? For his, for his purposes? Absolutely has. Now you get rid of that second wild card spot, which I actually, at first I never liked, but I don't mind it. I think it makes it very interesting. You get rid of that, and now Hal all of a sudden sits here and says, fuck, we have a couple teams here that probably wouldn't have made the postseason. I need to really get a little more serious here if I want my team to play in October. Well, you know what? He, he had a team that shouldn't have made the postseason last year, and he has made no moves towards strengthening that team. So, well, you tell me. Yeah, well, he'll probably make the adequate moves to get them right back to where they were last year. What's the adequate moves? They we we've been talking about this for weeks now that they they are only really set at three positions if you're not counting pitching. Here's three. here's what an adequate move. Here's what adequate moves uh, result to. Here's what they equal to: making enough moves to somewhat put together a competitive team to make that second wild card spot, and and here's the key: staying under the luxury tax. That's it. That's all he cares about. Because why? All he has to do is make that second wild card spot. And Hal's a happy man. Go root for the Dodgers. Go root for the Dodgers. You know what other team you're going to want to root for soon? Probably the White Sox. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to make the second wild card. Oh, no. What does he want to do? He wants to make the first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wants that yeah, you're game. right. You're, he, he oh, you're right, revenue. dude. You're right. But he'll take the second one. No. They, what do they get? Eh, he'll take it. Nothing. He'll take it. I, done? I think I just made a very logical sound point. Yeah, I, I, you just bored me to tears, though, because I don't care. Well, I yeah. really don't care. I don't care, honestly, dude. You want it's it's our show, so this is where you want to take it. I have no problem with that. No, that's fine. I don't have a I don't have a lot of things that we need to talk about today, but I'm just telling you personally, I don't care. Everything that's why I'm like not fighting. But Christian, one I don't care either. But, but you do I care. Do, you do care. I don't I because don't you're care the one who brought up people. Details. You're the one who brought up people canceling shit. Yeah, because I don't like how to be fucking told how to spend my no money. One's so telling if you. I want if I want to let it fucking roll over, I want to give him a, a $25 because I paid monthly on March 1st. Fuck you. I'm going to do it. Don't tell me how to fuck. Don't go on MLB shop. Fuck you. I'm going to go buy something as soon as I'm done recording now. And I'm going to post a fucking receipt. <laughs> you a rebel. The only thing, the only thing that I haven't done that I would have done if there wasn't a lockout is buy tickets only because I don't want to deal with having to get a fucking refund. If they don't play these games, other than that, I'm continuing to, to conduct my business as a fan, as I see to fucking do, do you so know that's what you want? So if that's what you want to do and you want to, you want to hop on the, the cool kid train and post your cancellation pictures. Fine. And I get it. Why should you spend money on something that you're not getting? Fine. Whatever, dude. Don't, but don't tell other people what the fuck to do. I, I don't like these group think gang up on everybody. No, type it's of fucking bullshit. Things. It's bullshit. You know, what really bothers me since your daughter's been born, I've been wanting to buy you one thing that you bought me when my son was born. 
And every year I can't do it. First it was COVID. And she was a little too young. Then it was like, oh, not everyone's allowed in the stadiums. So that was a stupid year to get it. And now this year I don't even know if there's going to be fucking baseball. It's like every year. I can't no, even. there'll be baseball when they can cut it down to 60 games. Again. Right, exactly. So it's like you get it now. It's all bullshit. So, so the girl's going to be fucking, what, she turning two this year? Yeah. She'll be fucking 10 before she steps foot in the stadium. Whatever. No, it won't. No, she won't. She'll be there. I'm, I'm going to try to Are get you going to take her this year? This year, year. This no, year or next she's year? She's still, still too young. Do you want me to be there I'm for gonna... that experience? Or no, I don't. I don't. I don't want you there. Uh-huh. Fucked up. Very. You have a lot of animosity for some reason. I do. I, I, I. That's always how I've been, bro. Like I go to work, I earn my money. If I want to fucking sit there and light it on fire in the fucking street, I'm gonna do that. Don't tell me what it's the illegal. fuck to do with it. It's illegal to light fires with money. Is it? I'm gonna look that up. Is it illegal to burn the U.S. dollar? Oh, no, you can burn the flag. So. Right. I don't think it's See illegal. Why would it be illegal? Is it illegal to burn the U.S. dollar? Let's see. Burning money is a violation of Title 18, Section 333 of the United States Code, which says whoever mutilates, cuts, disfigures, perforates, Unites or cements together or does any other thing to any bank bill, draft, note, or other evidence of debt issued by any blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's illegal. Whatever. If I want to go commit a crime and light my <laughs> money on fire in the street, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you can Because guess it. what? I went out and I earned it. So, you know what? You guys do what you want to do. Leave everybody else the fuck alone. Seriously, I'm tired of this shit. All right, what else? What else do you want to get off your chest? I want, to, I want to thank you from Paul O'Neill is what I want. A thank you? I want to fucking thank you. I think he should do the show. Do and you think that say, we are the reason why he's getting his number retired? I think the reason why he's getting his fucking number retired is the Yankees know they're going to have trouble drawing fans this year yeah. because of the bullshit they're going to fucking pull. So they figured, Fuck hey, why them, not? Dude. Why not? Let's get it. We'll get an easy gate in late August when and when yeah. the stadium's half empty because people are going to get tired of watching Andrelton Simmons play shortstop. So we'll get an easy gate in late August. We'll bring Paul O'Neill in and we'll bring back we'll bring back some um, some dynasty guys and they'll cheer for an afternoon. I'm That's so over it. it. I'm so over it. Let me ask you a question because you're a daddy now. You're papa. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Is there anything the Yan- I probably have asked you this in the past? Is there anything the Yankees could do now that there's more responsibility and and things that are more serious in your life than the New York Yankees? Is there anything they can do for you to wake up one day and just say, you know what, I don't really care about them as much anymore? Like, yeah, I mean, I'll still watch. Like, yeah, you still watch. You probably maybe watch every single game, but you just don't really care anymore. Is there anything that this ownership that this team could do? Now, here's the difference between us and just, like, a casual fan of any other team. I'm not saying if they had 10 losing seasons in a row, would you jump ship? I'm asking and more of a, because we don't hate this team right now because they suck. We hate this team because of how they're run. Is there anything they could do that just kind of you hang it up as a diehard fan? I don't know, man. It depends. I like, got to be honest if, with you, man. I'm fe- I, I'm close to that point. If this continues, 
for another two, three years, this bullshit of just like not caring about putting a World Series caliber team together and just continuing to just get to a certain point and being fine with it. I don't know how much more I can take of it where I can sit here and seriously say that I care about this team as much as I did 10 years ago. Uh, it's we talk about this all the time, bro, and it's just it's going to be the same thing. It's like when you when the payroll is cut in half and we're having like a hundred and ten million dollar team on the field, then maybe come talk to me. But you know, it's hard to really say that they're not spending. We we want them to spend more. We do. It's hard to say they're not spending money. I didn't when say that. Spending when they're spending two. But you're but you're saying what's the one thing? But they're but you're clearly. They're not spending money to that shows us that proves that they are serious about winning a World Series. No, they're not spending money correctly. Correctly, but but who does he still have in place? Not spending that money correctly. Well, we understand that. That's a whole okay, argument. So, that's a discussion. So we've for had another, times. But, but again, but for if they do this for another three years, the same guy not spending the money correctly, and they're still not cutting checks to go over the luxury tax and so on and so forth, and the same bullshit over and over. How much more can you take of it? Just forever? You're just going to get fucking... You're going to get fucking pushed around for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. This is this is pushed around. Is you're not getting pushed around by the Yankees right oh, now? Oh, I'm getting bullied. I'm Aaron Boone. umpire bullied me. You're not getting pushed around by the Yankees right now? What do you want me to say, bro? You want me... You, that you there are a bunch of like, pieces of shit. I'm done. I'm do not you not think anymore. Hal and Brian Cashman are pieces I'm of shit? I'm done. I'm done. Are they not pieces of shit? Right now, and what's in what sense that they don't do their they're not doing their jobs to my satisfaction? No, that they do, truly you can't sit here and say they care about putting a World Series team together. I don't. I, oh, I don't, yeah, no, I they don't do, know, dude. They do. They care. <laughs> I don't think for Cashman. I don't know if you could say that about him. Okay, he just sucks at his job, and how that's and how continues to just employ him because for Hal he doesn't suck. For Hal he's great. But for us, Brian Cashman sucks. And you know what? To be fair to Brian Cashman, we've said this a million times, this wasn't what he was used to. He wasn't used to these caps. He wasn't used to spending money, you know, efficiently. That was never in, in, the, in his job description when George was alive. It was just, yeah. get me the best you know guys. The Do you know what the irony of, all, again, the irony, everything's ironic. The irony of, of this um, competitive balance tax is it was put in place essentially to stop George Steinbrenner from just writing fat yeah, checks right. whenever he felt like. Right. And Hal uses it as if somebody's going to gang rape him if he does if he spends one penny over the fucking right. tax. Right. And I don't mean to make light of rape. We know it's very. No, it's a jokey rape. It was jokey rape. Right, but you can't. But you know you can't joke. You can't joke. I'll joke about any fucking thing I want. I put. I thought it was a funny joke. Like. I always, I my my whole thing is I always say Rocky Balboa ended the Cold War, so we're at Russia's at war. I made it. I thought it made a funny tweet, and somebody was offended by it. I said, I said, news: Russia Russia declares war, and I post a picture of Rocky running the mountain, screaming Drago from Rocky Four, and somebody got offended by it. No, that's somebody it. Got offended dude. by it. That's a great tweet. I, I mean, you can't, you can't. Yes, war is serious. What's going on in the Ukraine is very serious. It's much more serious than arguing over baseball labor negotiations. Hmm. See that? Yes. See that little joke? Subtle joke. That's a subtle joke. Is a hmm? I don't know. 
We'll see. But everybody's just got to stop being offended. Dude, over you're always going to offend people. Always. If, if You know what? If you're not offending people, you're not doing something right. Oh, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. He made a joke Fuck about... Fuck everybody, dude. He, he made a joke about Russia. Fuck everyone. Seriously. If you're... Guess what? If you're offended, you're listening to the right people, probably. Right? Everyone should be offended every single day. Or else you're not listening to things that are truthful. Or against what you truly believe. Therefore, you're not having any true dialogue. So fuck you. Be offended. Be offended. It's a good thing. Offend people. Be offended. It's great. Be offended by this. Don't, don't be an Paul asshole. Ha- I don't think Paul O'Neill should have his number retired. Boom. There. Agreed. I said it. Agreed. There's only two reasons why they're doing it. One is the reason why you said, right? That's the obvious reason. The other reason is that no one wants to wear the number. Right? Has, any, has anyone worn 21? Didn't someone wear it and someone got pissed yeah, off? Yeah, Latroy Hawkins. And did, I was at and, Yankee Stadium. Didn't everyone night. boo he him? Made, he made his Yankee debut wearing 21, and they booed him out of the fucking right. stadium. So at that point, you have to. Right? Now they just waited for a fucking money grab. But here's my problem with it. They already gave him a day. They put a plaque out there. That's why we voted on him in, the, in one of the... To, to enter the tournament because he had a plaque out there with really Randolph and Tino Martinez. They already gave him his day and they chose not to honor him to uh, retire his number. That's why, you know, it's a fucking money grab because if they had any, um, right. any, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for. If they had any idea, any, um, damn, if they yeah, had they any really intention, w- there you go. If they had any intention of retiring his number, they would have did it when they gave him one. <coughs> my throat is so fucking dry. Drink when something. They gave him, Drink. Wet the whistle. I got, a yet, I got a Yeti full of fucking, a Yeti, a New York Yankees Yeti. Okay. A, a brand new, a brand new Yankees Yeti that I asked my wife to get me for this Valentine's Day. So there. Okay. I just had my What's wife. What's it filled with? I'm, Gatorade. I just had my wife spend money on Yankee wow. related products. Oh, misogynist. Wow. Now I'm misogynist. sexist. Too, done. I'm, I'm against a union too. Yeah. I work for a fucking union. I, I know unions, how these dude. negotiations go. I hate you. We lost we we lost our health insurance. That's how bad of a negotiator we had when I was working for the last union that I worked for caved and gave up our health insurance you know what my next phone call was to get transferred to a different department that wasn't you know in what? the union this is a great i don't know how much more you want to talk we're about 45 minutes in but this is a great question for you because i was curious about it i'm sure there's other people out there that might be curious about it these negotiations right how many players are on 40 man rosters what uh do the quick math uh 1200 Right, there's 30 uh, teams, yeah, 40. Okay. okay, so 1,200 players are being represented by the union, and then you have your, and then you have your heads like you have uh, Tony Clark, you have Max Scherzer, um, yeah, Garrett Cole, these guys, Dave Jack Winfield, Brady. I think, is one of them. No, 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 I'm not talking about the players who represent their teams, who are the spokesperson for their teams. Like Max Scherzer, I believe, has like a higher up officer role, and so does like Dave Winfield. And whatever. And then you have all your player reps, right? Your team reps. How many? But Dave, Dave Winfield's not in the union. You know that, right? Yeah, he's part of, he's one of the like, 
He's like but a he's Tony not, Clark head type thing. But he's not in the union. No, I understand that. I'm talking about the guys representing everyone, uh, uh, speaking uh, for everyone, right? How, if you have 1,200 players in your best in your best educated guess here, how many of these players actually are sitting there agreeing, adamantly agreeing with what the union is putting to the table? Do they all really get together and have a say like that? Like when you're... When your union had negotiated for you guys, did you have any type of say, any type of dialogue to put forth? Yeah, you have. A, well, I worked in the food uh, in the supermarkets, and you have a shop steward, and he's supposed to go to your union negotiate to your union head and talk on your behalf. But does of your what union? You but does your union head talk to you beforehand? No, that's what your shop steward is for. That's what a guy like Zach Britton is for. Okay. He's supposed to he's supposed to convey what your team wants, just like I worked in a, in a supermarket in Woodland Park. So the Woodland Park team, our shop steward gotcha. would go to the union head and say, "Hey, this is what my team wants." So, do you think out of the twelve hundred players, do you think there's some guys like sitting back, just like, dude, I don't care, just don't give me give baseball? A fuck yeah, there's plenty. I'm again, again, I worked in a supermarket. These are major league baseball players, but I know there was plenty of people. There was maybe only like three or four that actually gave a shit of what was going on <coughs> until until something else, until something like losing our health insurance happened. Nobody right. really cares what the hell go, is going on. Right. It's just like. Just get. I just need to get paid. So whatever you have to do, like, to keep us getting paid. Like you see, so many guys that are on the forty man rosters out and working out and you know taking BP and shit like that. I'm sure so many of these guys are just like, dude, just fucking give me baseball. Like they they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's. It's probably a much higher percentage than the common person thinks. They probably think that every single guy is sitting there with bated breath. Right. Oh, we need this to happen. Right. A lot, a lot of them probably don't give a shit. That was my point of asking you that because I'm sure there is a much higher percentage than we all think that just don't really care and just want to fucking play because they know they're making a good living. Right. And, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, you take a guy that might be making a couple mil, you know, he's. He's probably not sitting there worried, you know, like, oh, I, I, he's probably not sitting there like, yeah, I could hold out for 40 right. games. Like, yeah, Max Scherzer can do that. Exactly. Garrett Cole can do that. And that's why I said from the beginning, all these players fighting for all this aren't really thinking about the little guy. They're not. They're not. They're the ones who are going to hurt. Not the, not the Max Scherzers of the world, not the Garrett Coles of the world. I understand the point behind it all, but. At the end of the day, they're not going to be the ones hurting. Whether whether the players are right or wrong, it doesn't matter. They're not the ones hurting. The players we're hearing from are not the ones hurting. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, if you want to get into this again later, we yeah, can. no, I, I just, just it was I just, just a quick to, question. I just want I just wanted to work through this Paul O'Neill thing. I think this is Let's one of the things I wanted it. to talk. I, you know, we're having. <clears throat> We're having a little bit of fun right now with this tournament. But if you really, like I said, if you really look at it, like there's a lot of guys here that don't deserve to have their numbers retired. And it's just like, it's become saturated. And like, I love Paul O'Neill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, I have the mute button. I have the soundboard by me. So I mute when I cough. We have long COVID, I think. 
No, I'm I'm pretty much recovered from all that shit. It's just I don't know why my throat is really dry tonight, but I love Paul O'Neill, dude. I really do. Like, how could you be a Yankee fan and live through that era and not love Paul O'Neill? Right. Love him. But I don't think he I don't think he deserves to have his number retired. I'm sorry. And like you know, like, you know, you gotta deal with these snarky ass tweets like there's something wrong with you if you if you don't think that he deserves his number retired. I just don't like I I think in guys that should have their number retires, Ruth, you know, Garrick, Maggio, Mantle, you know, Joe Torre, uh, Rivera, Jeter, like the upper echelon, the great of the greats. Like you have to think of Monument Park as like the Yankees Hall of Fame. And I just don't see Paul Neal at that level. I'm no. so, I just don't. I think the number one thing has to be your time spent in pinstripes. He spent a lot. He spent like nine years here. He was Did, here for was a it while. that long? Yeah, he got traded in '92. He came over here. I want to say '92, and uh, he retired in '01. So he was here for nine. It's like that's my biggest problem with Reggie Jackson being in, in having his number retired. He was here for five years. His yes, the '78 World Series, the the three consecutive home runs, iconic. And I'm not a Reggie guy, but <coughs> I hate me. Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Iconic, iconic in the history of the sport, iconic in Yankee history. That shouldn't get you your number retired. It's because him and George had a special relationship. George was, he was really like the, maybe Catfish Hunter was, some one of those two guys, but like he was one of like the first, and uh, you know, saying Catfish Hunter, he was like one of the, the first big fish that George reeled in when free agency became a thing in Major League Baseball. So he was always connected to George in that manner, but you know he played here five years and he bolted. You know, and that was it for him. He doesn't deserve to have his number retired. Well, let's go through Paul O'Neill real quick. Nine years is significant, right? And he won all the World Series here. Why not then? Why not? It should be. I think the argument is that Paul O'Neill should have had it over a lot of other guys. Throwing, it's like the same thing I say with the world, with the Hall of Fame. Throw a name out there. If you don't say yes instantly, then it's a no for me. Okay. Reggie Jackson's a no for me. Right. Uh, not as a Hall of Famer, but as having his no, number No, no, retired. no. Number retired as a Yankee. Like Andy Pettit? No, I'm sorry. He doesn't deserve to have his number retired as a Yankee. Ooh, really? I don't think so. I think the Yankees then had what, an overall. So what's your... What's your what's the word I'm looking for? What's your standard then? Like, what's your, this is what you need to do to that, that would, that would justify you having your number retired. Were you a whole, are you, are you a hall of famer? Why does that matter? Because we're talking about just the Yankees right now. Right. So if you're retiring numbers, don't you think you should retire the best of the best? Okay. Deal. Or I would make except, or, or if you're not a Hall of Famer, what did you do that set? Were you the face of the club? Were you the face of the franchise while you were here? Don Mattingly? Yes, he was. He deserves to have his number retired. Ron Guidry was so dominant and spent his entire career here, even though he's not a Hall of Famer. Yes, deserves to have his number retired. Andy Pettit was a very good pitcher in a great era of Yankee baseball. Again, love Andy Pettit. One of your favorites. One of your favorites. Again, doesn't strike me as a guy that should have his number retired. I would argue you Andy Pettit over Paul O'Neill. 
because of where Pettit ranks in certain categories in team history. Only he's, because he's also Yankees, a fringe Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Only because the Yankees historically have not had as great of pitching as they had. Um, Andy Pettit was so his, good in the postseason for this team. Yes and no. Yes. Yes and no. Yes. No, I mean yes, yes and, and no. Yes. He he blew up a lot of the times in the postseason. Like we don't want to we don't want to admit that, but he did. There were several times in big spots Andy Pettit blew up, and that's me saying that, knowing that if I had to win one game, I would put Andy Pettit on the mound. So for you know, me, then me. just your statement alone in that. I would say Andy Pettit deserves to have his number retired. I can't say the same for Paul O'Neill. And I love Paul like O'Neill. Like Jorge, Jorge Posada? No. I can't I can't do it, dude. I'm sorry. And again, I love these guys. I don't want to make it sound like I'm knocking these guys. Jorge Posada? What about Bernie Williams? Sort of, see, Bernie, because he's, he was here for so long. Like, so long Bernie was here. And he really was like the he was like the. When bridge. did he retire? 04? Was he here in 06? He might have been here in 06. I think that was Tino. I always I always mix them up when they played. I'm going to look that I up. Think, I think Bernie was here in 06. But do you think Bernie Williams would be would qualify for you? He was to, I, through 2006. Wow. Wow, 91 to 2006. Yeah, because he was here 15 years. And An I think iconic, Bernie iconic Yankee. And I think Bernie Williams is so much closer to the Hall of Fame than those other guys are. And and let's just talk about Posada real quick because his number is retired, right? Yes, he's in our thing. Um, Posada. I mean, did and I went to his day. I went to the day that yeah, because you love him. It's not that we don't love these guys. It's let's set a higher standard. Like Bernie Williams, was he ever was he ever pushed out? Bernie Williams. Oh yeah, George pushed him out. But well, I'm was, saying yeah, he was. Was was he still a starter when he when he left? Like I no. feel like Posada was. No, 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 no. He was a, he was a bench guy. Yeah, he was more of a bench guy. Just because he was getting old. Like I feel like Posada yeah. was yeah, more yeah, of yeah. like Posada wasn't even age as much as he just was like he never was like the greatest player. Him and yeah, they you know him and Girardi didn't get along and they faced and, they, and they kinda, that, yeah. I don't even remember that day. It was a nationally televised game. He didn't, he didn't play. There was a whole big fight with him and uh, him and uh, Joe Girardi. Girardi. That was one of the reasons why I never really cared for Girardi. I felt like he was so petty towards all that. Like he was like the resentful younger brother. But look at some of these names here. Like obviously, no one's going to order. No one's going to argue Jeter Rivera, Ruth, right? I'm just going down how we how we drafted, yeah, right? Not, of course. No one's going to argue Yogi, Mickey, Lou Gehrig. Correct. You don't want to. You want to argue Joe Torre? No, can't. No, you can't argue him because of the manager of four world championship teams. I don't think that. I think he deserves it. You can't. You want? I I already made my argument for Don Mattingly, not a Hall of Famer, but that he was the face of the franchise and he no, was a I very think, good. I think you're right. Don Mattingly has to be there. Now you want to say Thurman Munson? Yes. I think you can make a special exception. And Thurman was great MVP. He was also a captain. He was also a captain. We talked right, about captain. face of the team. And I think if you have a tragedy like that in your career is cut short, it's something you can make an exception when for. You're so that, no- when you're that great, when you're great enough to be considered the team captain before the tragedy, and then the tragedy strikes, no one should wear that number again. 
right? Then you then we're going to say Paul O'Neill were mate. You know, I just don't see it. Bernie Williams, I I have. I have, it's really tough because, but for me, it's that Bernie is so much closer to the Hall of Fame than people give him credit for. To me, that's why I don't have a problem with it. Bernie's always he, just the underestimated, like, and he bridged wheel. that gap. Like, he was the he was the first guy to really like turn the tide before mm. the core four got here. Yeah, you got DiMaggio. Uh, no one's got a problem. I have a problem with Roger Maris. I personally have a problem with Roger Maris. Mm, set history be- in, on, in pinstripes. Again, why, why does that – that was one se- – yeah, he had the back-to-back MVP years but didn't have a long career here. Does he really deserve to have his number retired? To me, when he doesn't. You're, when you're making history, which I guess then you can argue Reggie Jackson. Um. No, because it wasn't Yankee history. It was MLB history. I'm going to agree with you here and say Maris should not be in it. How many years exactly? Roger Maris was here from 64 to 65. So he was here Five. for six, right? One, two, three, six years. And I mean, if you look at it, yeah, in 60 MVP and 61, we all know 61 MVP. And then, you know, he hit 33, 23, 26, and he had eight home runs in his final year here. How many World Series? In that span, three. Did they win? I they don't won know. They won in sixty four. Now, did they win in sixty four? I don't remember. Honestly, I, I'm a bad Yankee fan. I don't remember. I don't remember I obviously, shit like that at all. Obviously, they won in sixty one, right? And I think sixty two. I think they won back to back years that year. Yeah, because I but, I was thinking sixty sixty one sixty four. Uh, I just no, they didn't 60. win in sixty sixty one sixty two. They won. So they lost in 60. Yeah, they were in it, I think. Was that the Mazeroski home run? I just remember it from the movie when Mickey Mantle says, we're all trying to get back to the World Series. Yeah. <clears throat> Billy Martin, I mean, I think it was more of a, you know, I'm sorry for firing you so many, type of, so many times type of thing. Bobby Richardson was the MVP in the 1960 World Series for New York. Yeah. But yeah, the Pirates that was won. true. The Pirates right. won. The Yankees, the Yankees really outplayed uh, the Pirates in that World Series. Just, uh, just remembering it historically, uh, the Pirates won a bunch of. They won all their games like by one run, and the Yankees blew them out in the other three games. But again, like a guy like Billy Martin, eh. I, I didn't. Again, if if George didn't fire him forty times, would he have would he have gotten his number retired? Probably not. I mean, he didn't even manage the 78 team to the World Series. He got fired. Yeah, probably not. Again, we got Andy. We're, you know, you make you say Andy, yes. I say Andy, no. You know, Phil Rizzuto. I mean, you're going you're gonna to be the guy that argues against Scooter. You can do that if you want to. I'm personally not going to do it. I mean, I think he belongs. I know it's a completely different thing, but I'm not going to do it just because of his broadcasting career. <laughs> I know right. it has nothing to do with that, but yo, you're not going to argue it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He's iconic. You know, Ron Guidry. I'm not, again, because he was so dominant and he spent his entire career here. I'm not arguing against it. Posada. I say no. Uh, Jackson. I say no. Whitey Ford. I've, I'm, I've obviously on. he belongs in there. Come on. Bill Dickey. Honestly, I don't know enough about what? Bill yeah, what the fuck is Bill Dickey? Why? Why do we have a double number here? Was he pre-Yogi? No. 
Was he post Yogi yeah. and got his? Nu- he had to have been great. I gotta look him up. I never understood the Bill Dickey thing. I don't know anything about the guy. Honestly, like he, oh, Bill he was Dickey. he was pre he was nineteen twenty eight to nineteen forty three. He was yeah, a, I mean, catch, I'm he was not a player argue. manager. I don't know. I don't know. Too He's, long ago. The only reason why he missed two years is he went to war. Okay. Fucking soldier. Love it. Again, like, honestly, like, I, 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 I'm not a, I, you want to say we're bad Yankee fans because we don't know anything about career to 200 home runs, batting average, as career a, 313, OBP 382. I mean, not, not jumping off the page to me. I get Bill Dickey the fuck out. As a catcher, 313 hitter. That doesn't matter, dude. Then you want to talk about Posada because his numbers were great as a catcher. I'm just saying. And like at that time, at that time, it wasn't the same thing. The thing with Bill Dickey is he spent a lot of fucking years here, man. 1928 to 1946, missed 44 and 45. He was in war. You know, that's a long fucking time, man. That's almost- You know, Elson Howard was here from 50 to 60, 50, uh, 55 to 67. He missed a couple of years because he fought in the war. He was the first black catcher? First black Correct. Yankee. First black Yankee? Really? Yes. So you got you to gotta have him in there. Uh, he won an MVP award, you know, so... Yeah, Bill, you're not gonna you're not gonna argue against Elson Howard no, and Casey broke, Stengel. Broke the Yankee Casey color Sten- barrier, and he was a good player. And you know, Casey Stengel is one of the greatest man. It's him or you know, it's him, Miller Huggins, and Joe Torre, the greatest managers in, in franchise history. So yeah, I mean, really, you're looking, but you're still looking. So at we're him arguing against them. the guys that we love the most, really. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're still arguing against a decent amount of guys, Hall of Famers, and guys that we cheered for our whole lives. You know, it, it is become a little oversaturated. Yeah. Not going to argue Jeter. We love Jeter. Same era. Mo, same era. But they did things of pure greatness that no one else did. No one else Mariano, accomplished those things. Right. Rivera's the greatest to ever do what he did. And Jared, Derek Jeter's in the Hall of Fame. He's got the six most hits in Major League Baseball history. You know, you're right. It's tough to justify retiring a number from a brief moment in history. But when you sustain that, like Jeter, like Mo, do things, put together numbers that no other human being in baseball has ever been able to accomplish, uh, whether it be franchise or league-wide, that's what gets your number retired, man. But you could better sell me on retiring Paul O'Neill's number if you didn't already do the plaque ceremony. Mm -hmm. So now I just just know that this is all about fucking money. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. So I know we're, we're running past that hour now, right? Correct. There, there are a couple of brief things I want to hit on. We won't spend too much time on them, but um, the first being that, um, do you think they should ban the shift? Because Joey Gallup thinks they should ban the shift. I've said this numerous times. I don't think they should ban the shift. What I what I believe is that everyone should have a position, right? It's just like a lineup card gets put out. And you need to bat in that order. You need to play the position that is in that lineup card for you. So you have to define those positions. A shortstop doesn't necessarily have to stand between the third and second base bag, in my opinion. 
but he sure as hell has to stay between the second baseman and the third baseman, right? Are you listening to me? No, just talk. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, look, get his exact quote of what he said earlier this week. So, to me, it's like I don't care where they're positioned on the field, but here's how I define those positions: a catcher plays behind home plate, a pitcher plays on the pitcher's mound, a first baseman must be to the left of all other fielders, all second baseman, shortstop, and third baseman on the infield. A second baseman must play to the left of the first baseman and to the right of the shortstop. A shortstop must play between, you know, to the left of the third baseman and to the to the right of the second baseman and then third baseman. Again, everyone plays to the left of him. No one, he cannot shift, you know, where they take the third baseman and put him up the middle and move the shortstop over to third a little bit and so on and so forth. I think you have to define the positions. And then from there, if you want to take the second baseman, and put him as close in the outfield to the first baseman as possible without him overlapping, and then you want to move the shortstop to the other side of the second base bag and move the third baseman closer to shortstop, fine. But that third baseman, see, here's where I don't like it. It's when they don't want to move the shortstop, so they take the third baseman and wrap him all the way around or whatever the hell they do. Right. I, that, and that's yeah. where I have an issue because now you're not defining positions anymore. You might as well just have nine guys go out on the field and let them run around like fucking little leaguers. So to me, you have to define the position, keep them within those positions. And that's how I've always felt about the shift. As long as you keep them within those parameters, they can play anywhere they want as long as they don't overlap those parameters. This is what Gallo said. I get the defensive strategies. I do. I'm 100% not against that. But I think at some point you have to fix the game a little bit. I don't understand how I'm supposed to hit a double or triple when there's six guys standing in the outfield. Uh, you go uh, opposite field. Like, I'm not going to feel – I'm not. look, I like Joey Gallo. I'm not going to feel bad for you that you can't hit the ball where the players aren't. That's what makes a good hitter. That's, is he, that's the definition but, of a good hitter. But is he a good hitter for, you know, sticking the bat out and letting the ball roll down the third baseline because no one's standing there? Uh, no, but that's what's going to prevent teams from doing that. Uh, is it really? If yeah, he does you do it, it enough. You do it enough, sure. But again, at, at some point, are you getting your value? But again, here's the here's the argument. Are you getting your value of, of what Joey Gallo brings to a team if that's what he's doing? Is he getting on base every single time he does it? Sometimes he does, sometimes he oh, doesn't. Well, then he's clearly not doing it right if he can't put the ball down the third baseline. He should be on it's, base every fucking time. Every time. So you're I'm okay not gonna with feel a guy bad. that has so you're okay. Just listen, you're okay with a guy that has forty home run power tapping so, the ball at third oh, base. Okay, so hold on. So if he has forty home run power and that's his value, why does it matter where anyone's playing in the field? You're still, if, as you have that swing, yeah, your batting average might go down to 200, but you're still going to hit those 40 home runs if you're capable of hitting them. It's not like they're playing in the stands. But you, what you want them to do if is you're compla- to Hold on. If you're a player complaining about it, then do something about it. <laughs> but but, but why complain about it? Because- but th- so then stop complaining about it because you can still hit the home runs, Joey. No one's playing in the stands. But he wants to hit doubles and triples. Too bad, dude. Then then do that enough so that they stop shifting on you and show them that you can put the ball wherever the fuck you want. I think it is a little bit ridiculous playing five or six guys in the outfield. I, I told really, you or, my stance, and I think my stance is an argument for the for the hitter. Although I don't think we've ever really seen six guys in the outfield. I think it was exaggerated. But yes. I think it is ridiculous when you stick four or five guys in the outfield. 
I listen, I'm not disagreeing with that. My point is if you go with based on the parameters that I gave, it is actually an argument for the hitter because I don't think it's it's right that they just throw everyone out there. But at the same time, don't sit here and complain about it. If your value is being a 40 home run guy, doesn't matter where the defense is playing, dude. Just just have the swing and be there and swing at good pitches. And if you want to complain about it, do something about it. If there's no one playing down the third base line, hit it down the third base line. A good hitter can put the ball wherever the fuck he wants. But do you want him to go just that's automatically? It's that's up what to him. Do. It's up to him. Where does he bring more value? If I'm Joey Gallo, I sit down and I say, look, what's going to bring more value? Not worrying about the field and just hitting my home runs and, and getting on base by walking and having a good eye at the plate. Or am I really butthurt about this where I need to tell the defense they can't do this to me anymore? And should I focus my time on hitting the ball down the third baseline until they stop shifting on me? And as a person, as a human being, as a player in Major League Baseball, you make that decision, you determine where your value is, like a, like a grown-up, and then you do something about it. That's it. And I'm not disagreeing with Joey Gallo in a sense of that something shouldn't be regulated because I just told you I would. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and feel bad for the guy. I really don't care if they ban the shift or they don't. I do. I, I, think, I think because I think I, what I proposed, it doesn't just it doesn't just talk about the shift it actually puts more regulation into what position you're playing i just think it's ridiculous i don't care if i think it's ridiculous it when they go crazy with it <clears throat> like i said when they take the third baseman and put him at you know where a second baseman would play and the shortstop plays in the gap that shouldn't happen it can't when happen the, ball, the balls hit the second and he's like right well that's a six that's a five three right out exactly because the third baseman is over exactly there. and that's my point of why even have positions then if you're not going to regulate the position, then why even have them? And I think yeah. that that's wrong. I was just playing a little bit of devil's advocate because if third base is open the whole fucking time, I don't see you should take your opportunities to go out there Absolutely. and hit your home runs. But look to me, you know, to me, Joey Gallo, yeah, great home run hitter and brings a lot of a lot of value. <laughs> Excuse me, but as a Yankee, his biggest value to me right now is getting on base. So if you're telling me that you have a full open left side of the field. <laughs> Dude, that's all you should be doing right now is hitting the ball, is working on going, hitting the ball down the line. Might, might be crazy. <clears throat> you know, I don't think the Yankees have a great I, uh, <laughs> hope for uh, a leadoff hitter. Might try Joey Gallo out there a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Why not clean up? He's a, well, because he sucks. <laughs> no, I, I like Joey Gallo. I, think I do. I think he's a great player. I really do. But because of the amount of pitches he sees and his, his propensity to walk, I wouldn't mind seeing Joey Gallo lead off. I mean, yeah, DJ is okay as a leadoff hitter. I mean... I don't know. I just don't, where would you bat? Look, where would you bat? Where would you bat Lemayu? Because I don't think the Yankees want to mess with Judge at, at second. I just think they're just set on that. Look, here's my issue. I always had a problem with DJ when they moved him to the leadoff spot because he's so good with the table set, but no one really stepped up as a better table setter, and so I fell into the groove of like DJ leading off the game. I really like Joey Gallo. To be honest with you. Behind Stanton. I think that Joe, or uh, I'm sorry, before Stanton. 
because I think Joey Gallo has a great approach at the plate. I You're think not he's gonna pit- bat him. I don't want him bat him. He needs but he needs protection. And that's I want the problem. Freeman bantered. Yeah, well, if that's the case, then it's, I don't care where Joey Gallo bats. My point is, I don't care where you put him. He has to have good protection behind him because he's too good of a, uh, it's too good of approach at the plate for you to just put him in front of like fucking, you know, some B- Gary Sanchez who can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. You know, you got to put Joe, him. If, 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 you know how the Yankees are, July. If Gal's hot, well, they don't believe in hot. So it was just a stupid conversation. Like, like you, can't, you can't have him batting in front of uh, Kyle Higashioka when Cole's pitching, yes. Where, yes. where they can just throw him pitches. You know, you just got you got to protect the guy. He he's a good he has a good approach. He's gonna get on base a lot, and they're not gonna get away. No, with throwing they need him protection pitches. from fucking Joey Gal. He's a fucking gangster, bro. That's why the <laughs> wow that burned burned my throat. That's why good they job. need uh, Rizzo back. Well, you know what? Let's end the show on this. Uh, Anthony Rizzo might be the option at first base because he will be the cheapest option at first base for mm-hmm. the Yankees. Uh, I mean, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Yankees don't want to move either one of their shortstop prospects in a trade. And I, this is something that I didn't bring up from the when we were talking about the retired numbers. If your concern is that the guy that the next guy to wear twenty one will get booed, why don't you give it to Anthony Volpe? You think yeah. the fans are going to boo Anthony Volpe yeah, because they're he's boy. wearing twenty one? Their boy. If you have a if you have a top level prospect that's coming up to be your superstar player, give him twenty one. The fans will be yeah. accepting of that. And if they're not, then they're just fucking assholes. Yeah. Which I could, mean, you that get, could go either way. I mean, you got to get over it at that. That point. could go either he, way. He's not Derek Jeter. You didn't hand down. Hey, yes, he again. is. You didn't hear. No, I'm saying Paul O'Neill. Oh, right. But Volpe, as out. of right now, if you haven't heard, he's a great future MLB player that that will definitely win this Team World Series, which is why they definitely shouldn't trade him for anyone. So he's he's very proven in Major League Baseball. Very proven now, guy. Speaking of, there's some, there's some blue check marks out there, you know, whatever, saying that it's not such as. First of all, I want to say this, Michael K. You have a fucking job for life. You do. So stop going on your radio show and counting Hal Steinbrenner's money. Or maybe that's why you have a job for life, because this past week on his show, he's like. Well, I don't see how the Yankees go to six years with Freddie Freeman when they already have Stanton and, and Cole and this guy and, and they have to sign Judge. I told you why they should fucking do it. Stop worrying about six fucking years from now and stop counting your boss's money. Your cut will still be there, Michael. I'm tired of when he's being a little fucking cuck boy for the Yankees. Stop it. So many, okay? cuck, so many cucks in Major League Baseball now. Just stop fucking counting his money, dude. You got your cut, cuck. So many okay? cucks. Too many cucks. Tired of it. The cucks are ru- are starting to rule. That really pissed baseball. me off when he's like, I don't, the Yankees will never sign Freddie Freeman. They're going to give a six-year deal to a 32-year. Yeah, they should because it's fucking smart. I don't care yeah. what you say. I don't get paid by fucking Hal Steinbrenner, so I don't have to count his money. What I count is my money going into his fucking pocket when I walk through a stadium's fucking turnstiles, and guess what I want to spend my money on? Fucking Freddie Freeman t-shirts 
being a fucking Yankee. That's what I want to spend my money on. So shut the fuck up and do your shitty radio show. And I'm going to sit here and do my podcast. Would you okay? say that to him if he came on the show? Fuck no, he won't come on this show. We if he did, why. would you say it? Yeah, I'm going to call him a fucking cuck. It'll get hostile. Let's get him on here just to call him a fucking cuck. Let's It'll do that before hostile. season's end. In the comments, if you're still watching right now on MOI News TV on the YouTube channel, first of all, subscribe and like this video. But if you want us to do everything in our power to get Michael K on here just to call him a cuck boy, let us know in the chat right now. And we'll do it. I'll I'll fucking I'll fucking scam him. I'll dupe him. I'll tell him it's uh I had a look, I had a friend of mine meet him at he was doing an appearance before COVID. I had a friend of mine meet him, said, My friend has a podcast, will you go on? And he flat out said no because he's tied to somebody else, and we all know who he's fucking tied to. So and that's not even why I'm calling him a cuck, cuck boy. boy. I'm he's calling a him cuck a cuck boy. boy because he's fucking sitting there counting house money and saying we shouldn't go get Freddie Freeman. Fuck you, we should. Doctor, go about yourself. I have <laughs> the, the mask, by why, the way. Uh, why didn't you wear I, it? Because SGR's not here. Like, what's the point? Okay, next week. I got it, dude. And whether SGR's here next week or not, you're wearing it. All right, fine. Deal. All right. Well, you, you, you see these random reports coming out saying, well, Toronto's in on t- Toronto had contact with Freddie Freeman and they want to spend money. Or the Mets, who have two fucking first basemen, want to go out there and get Freddie Freeman. I'm telling you this right now, and I never say this. And Chris, you know how much I hate when people fucking say it. If Freddie fucking Freeman winds up a New York Met, Hal Steinbrenner should put a fucking for sale sign out in front of Yankee Stadium. Absolutely, 100%. Because how, when you need something so bad as a fucking first baseman and the guy across the street doesn't, but because he can, he does. And it almost as a fuck you to you and you don't do anything to stop it. Just, just go. Couldn't agree more, dude. I'm so sick and fucking tired of hearing, uh, again, the Yankees have, the Yankees have two things that they could do to, to improve this team, trade your prospects or spend the money. And they're seemingly unwilling to do both. So tell me how you're getting better. You ain't. That's what bothers me. And I've said this again, and I'll, I'll say this, and I said this before, I'll say it again. If you're telling me that you don't want to trade your prospects because your goal is to go out there and write fat fucking checks, and that's how you're going to improve the team, fine, don't trade your prospects then because you're spending money. I don't have a problem with that then. If your goal is to not spend money because your goal is to deplete your farm system, get the get the best players in here via trade, then don't spend the money. You're trading your prospects. I can't really complain because you're doing what it takes to 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 improve the team. You have assets. You're using them, whether it be money or, or prospects. But this team just seemingly doesn't want to do it. And if I got to watch fucking Freddie Freeman play first base for the fucking Mets, you want to talk about things that would seriously get me to consider not rooting for this fucking team anymore? That would be one of them. Because if the Mets needed a first baseman and went out there and outspent for Freddie Freeman, I could say, okay, whatever. They needed a guy, they got him. But they don't fucking need All right, a first baseman. Let's baseman. make a deal they right have, now. They have two of them <coughs> that they can't find fucking playing time for. Let's make a deal right now. Blood what's it called? Blood oath? Okay. If the if the Mets get Freddie Freeman, if they outbid the Yankees. And then the Yankees. You have to assume the Yankees are even bidding. Yes. Well, it doesn't matter if the Mets just get Freddie Freeman. Done. 
And then if the Yankees let Judge hit free agency and the Mets pick him up, we do I'm not done. we do not root for the Yankees anymore. It's done. I'm not I'm, I'm not returning. Okay, I mean, the show's over. Deal. Deal. If Freddie Freeman and Aaron Judge are both Mets in 2023, the show's over. Done. Done. I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. That's you got you got That's, a full year. I think warning. everyone should pack it in. So, so I'm just fucking sick and tired of it, dude. Like, and and, and it's the same thing where, where people are like, "Oh, Correa's not worth three hundred million dollars." Okay, well, t- the, who is? And what do you want right. to do? You exactly. Wanna, who is? Who and, is? And what do you want to do? You want to sit there and Anderson <laughs> Simmons, who is, who's a, such a great defensive shortstop, all his de- all his defensive metrics have gone in the opposite direction in the last two years. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if you were actually sitting there seriously can telling yourself that the Yankees move for shortstop is Didi Gregorius, stand in front of a fucking moving bus. Wow. And uh, we'll end on that. And who loved Didi more than I did? No one. Nobody. Well, clearly, and clearly there are but clearly there are people now because they're clamoring for this guy to come back. Nobody. Yeah, 2017 was great. Let it go. Let it go. All right. Well, that'll wrap up. Uh, Let it go. Let this show go. Thank you very much for supporting the NYYST podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening to episode 271. Chris, say goodbye. Peace. NYYST. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, swinging for the fences, knock it out the park. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, Christian and Chris, of course, SGR. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk. Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, NYYST, you're hanging with the fellas.